Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast On the Spectrum. Your host Priya. In last episode, we heard from the expert neurologist from India talking about treating autism with stem cell therapy. This is the way we look at it. We evaluate these children, we do their brain scan and we identify parts of the brain that are working less than normal. Okay. These are PET scans and they are in color. So you can actually see the areas which are normal are green in color. Mm-hmm. The areas which are functioning less. Okay, these are, this is not, these are not dead cells. These are brain cells which are functioning less. They appear blue in color. And there are some areas which are yellow, which are working more. Our aim with stem cells is to make the blue hypometabolic areas become green on normal metabolic areas. So we are fi- what we are doing uh, with stem cell therapy is getting to activate the brain that is inactive. All right. That's what we are doing. Now, once you do that, the symptoms start disappearing. Their attention improves. Their concentration improves. As you heard, what the expert neurologist has to say about it, the symptoms of autism will go away. It is important to know what our young autistic generation has to say. Their views, opinions, matters. In today's episode, to share this, I have interviewed two promising young persons from CRC College who are passionate about animation. Jack Foster, very knowledgeable about human psychology of animation and believes in Suffering is temporary, enlightenment is forever, once said by Buddha. He has a great sense of humor and voice of his own, which makes him prominent. A passionate animator, motivational and a budding YouTube artist, none other than Elise Chiswell, someone who has the power in her details and imagination, who can make you think, to rethink life again. Hello, I am Elise Chiswell. I am 21 years old and I I have Asperger's syndrome. Now, the thing with Asperger's syndrome and autism in general really, it it affects people differently and Everyone will have different experiences, but for me, I tend to be more of an introvert. I I don't really feel comfortable in rooms with people that I'm not too familiar with. And so making friends can be a bit difficult for me. Who is Jasper? Now, Jasper is a human being who exists on Earth, much like a lot of humans. But yes, um, I'm Jasper. Um, basically... I'm a student at Cambridge Regional College as well as Priya. Right now, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a 3D animator and a 3D artist as well, as well as sometimes I do digital painting. Basically, I'm an artist. Also, besides that, I'm also a didgeridoo player. I play a lot of the didgeridoo, even if it annoys my parents. Same vibes as like kids with Nirvana in the 90s. You cannot compare two autistic person and just rationalizing that they both will be the same. Everyone has their own personality. How true is this said by Dr. Stephen Shaw? When you meet one person with autism, you have met one person with autism. As you can hear for yourself, 
One can work in a group of people, have friend, but another person doesn't feel comfortable being in a large group. Getting outside of the house instead of going stir crazy, that's, uh, that's quite good. Not going stir crazy. Getting some fresh air instead of recycled air. But also, like, the, also the chance to meet people and also getting my written work done. So with meeting people, a lot... So I've got my friend Gemma, she's a great girl. Um, basically, what I'm saying is that, like, it's great meeting people here. Now, some people here I don't mix very well with, but with Gemma and I, we get on really well. And also, what also motivates me to go to college is sometimes, like, the, the, the staff work. They're very nice people. They're, pro- they're paid to. Still great people, yeah. They're very they're somewhat virtuous people, I agree, yeah. It's also just great to sometimes meet people that you kind of relate to. Great meeting people here, that's what, what I'm saying. When it comes to college, that also translates in, into group work because... I I like to learn independently and as much as I do acknowledge that group work is needed and there will certainly be aspects of work and collaborative efforts that you can't do on your own but I find group work kind of challenging because I I feel a bit more not not really like an outcast I don't have much to say because I because of my introvert nature I don't I feel like the less people there are the better it is for me because another part of my autism I do not like loud environments their passion for learning more about animation how world looks like in this abstract lines motion movement Elise has given try for gaming course. She explored it well and figured it out that she enjoyed art more than coding in gaming, which inspired her to move forward into arts. And finally, she found that path where she really wants to work on, part of animation and VFX. Jasper likes studying movement. Abstracts is his favorite. It is fascinating and something in which he is drawn into. You know what? It's pretty hard to believe that I like movement, but like studying movement, I really like studying movement. So okay. stuff like kinesiology, that's what I'm saying. So it's it's kind of like the whole fascinating part of it. It's abstract reason that I like doing animation mm-hmm. per se, because I just clicked with it in the way. It's kind of like the person that you get on with, even though you have nothing in common, but you, you all get along very well with each other. Or as a Zoomers like me would say, vibing. <laughs> God, <laughs> such a Zoomer. But it's, it's, it was something like that was born out of me when I was like 13 years old. I saw like, I used to use Source Filmmaker and like, I thought, oh, this would be really cool. But more recently, the reason I like doing animation, it's kind of like in a more expressionist version of say, live action filmmaking. Because okay. animation, anything's possible. You can make the most wackiest thing you've ever seen I think it's hard because loads of people find it hard to deal with me and my passions because I go on for way too long and it can be taken off as like egocentric in a way. Not like, oh, look at me, I'm so great. Um, my favorite subject is myself, which especially when I go and talk about film and animation, like, oh my God, have you heard of Burning Man? Have you heard of the Stoics? Have you heard of the, have you heard of German Expressionist movement? Have you heard of Richard Williams, our Lord and Savior? Please buy this book now. For me, it's my world, that's what I'm saying. When I first came to college, to CRC, I studied game design. 
and I really, really liked and understood the artistic aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And it was very insightful learning what goes into a game. But when it came to the coding segments and actually programming things, mm -hmm. I I looked up after tutorial after tutorial, mm -hmm. and I felt like I tried my best to understand it, but I just could not get my head around it. As I said, the artistic yeah. aspect of it, I really enjoyed that. I moved on to the art course from that, and then only last year I transferred from art, and now I am studying level 3 animation and VFX. Animation is... it's art given life. It's basically creating the illusion of movement through still images. Mm -hmm. And there's loads of different forms of animation as well. You've got 2D, 3D, stop motion, claymation. And there are so many animated films that are so good. And not even really films, like things like Wallace and Gromit. Over the years, Watching a lot of animations, I have been able to to just appreciate even subtle details, like like if a character is sitting down and they're almost like swaying from yeah. side to side, mm -hmm. like even just subtle small movements. I feel like it's a detail I've learned to appreciate. One last but most important question, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, what our young autistic generation have to say about curing autism? I mean, is it a disease? Well, it's classed as like a neurological, from that um, Britannica, Encyclopedia Britannica um, article I read today, it's like a neurological disorder. Yeah. It's not necessarily like, I think... Uh, I'm I'm not a doctor, by the way. Don't take my word for this. Um, it's something like motor neuron disease, even though, like, you know, I'm moving around fine. Yeah. Um, but treating it like a disease, I would say, would be quite counterintuitive because it's not necessarily disease because, like, diseases can be inherently cured. They're basically temporary in a way. But it's is that when I'm, for example, when I'm speaking to you, yeah. like right now, as you know, I kind of like lose my train of thought and it kind of goes off in this abstract realm yeah. that looks like a Jackson Pollock painting in a way. Okay. It's like super <laughs> abstract and you're trying to like piece together a conversation. It's a very nice way to describe it, to be honest. An abstract realm that looks yeah. like Jackson Pollock. Yeah, I would describe it like that because it's like, okay, like trying to get a conversation flowing correctly for me can be a bit difficult because mm -hmm. like somehow like the neurons, I not a doctor i'm not a neurobiologist i'm only making assumptions i'm an artist it's that the neurons are trying to fire together to um to make a to make the correct conversation in a way that flows correctly but i'm kind of adding on when there's nothing i can add on to okay. so that's like when the abstract thoughts now to cure that per se i would say wouldn't i would i would say it's impossible to be honest because firstly, it's an embedded part of me. Yeah. It's kind of like race or, or, or debatably gender. What else? There's another good example. Limbs we were born with. Yeah. So it's variation in the human genes. And, and I think treating it as like a disease is it's, it's kind of like correcting. I would say it's like correcting people in a way. I don't want to like make any like I don't want to point. I don't want to point at all and say it's like the 
Um, but treating it like a disease is it's kind of like going against the nature. And I think the way to like get around it is inherently like accepting its existence. Mm. It's kind of like what the Buddha said in a way. Like this isn't entirely what he said. This is a very, very condensed and general version. Buddha basically said, oh, yeah, in order to like accept suffering, in order to remove suffering from your life completely. Yeah. You must first, or enter nirvana, you must first accept suffering's existence. The truth leads to suffering, but the truth leads to the end of suffering. So it's kind of like the same thing with, like, autism in a way. Because, like, with the acceptance of its existence in a way, rather than shunning it. One thing I will say, though, I will, it's kind of like on a more personal, a mm. more of a personal thing I will say. The thing I would say is that I did, for a while, like, take it on the philosophy of it being a curse and a disease. Because when I, from, like, this kind of happened somewhat, this kind of ended recently. Mm. We're talking, like, late, mid to late 2021, when, yeah. I, when I was 17 or 18. Yeah. I'm 18. Basic, where, like, I was kind of treating it like this, because I remember when I was growing up, there was a lot of, um, it's kind of like this joke surrounding it, like, oh yeah, they're these, there's these social reclusive weirdos who live in squalor, and their passions have overtaken them and destroyed their personality in a way, but there was nothing there in the first place, so it doesn't matter. And I kind of like, I was kind of running away from it. I was like, that idea of like, oh yeah, like, I'm the retard of the house or the world or... I'm the freak of nature that should be, I should, I should be like everyone else inherently or just try to socialize like a normal person to, and then like taking other people's philosophies that aren't inherently yours or, or that just don't suit you personally. Autism to me, it's, it's not an illness or a disease. It's, it's a difficulty mm. is a better way of putting it. Because at the end of the day, we're not sick. We're not mentally insane. We're we're not aliens. We don't deserve to be treated differently because of the way we are. Because at the end of the day, we're all humans. We're all human beings. We all have interests. And we all have difficulties in our lives. So I feel that autism to me, like, it's a learning difficulty, as I've said. It's not a disease or an illness. It's not, and I don't think it should be viewed as such, because there's nothing wrong with us. We are not the people that are wrong. We're not weird. We may seem strange and ill and sick and weird to people that are neurodivergent, also known as people that aren't autistic, but at the end of the day, we're just living our lives the way that we've grown accustomed to, and we all have our interests, and sure, not everyone is going to like everything mm -hmm. as they say the world would be a boring place if everyone liked everything but you just have to accept people that they're really you have to understand that especially with younger people they they have passions they have obsessions and they shouldn't be ridiculed for that uh, I speak from personal experience, actually. 
when I was younger, I was heavily into Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved the show, and I would always draw them. Mm-hmm. And I would I would get bullied a lot for that because there were people that don't like Pokemon, and I I just took it on the chin. I mean, sure, that's fair enough if you don't like it. just the thing like you might not like something so why would you ridicule someone who does what's the point why put someone down for their interests and their passion all i've been told is that they believe they can treat autism yeah with this stem cell therapy and mm-hmm. they can make us normal and how but far I- do you believe that it is I don't believe that at all. Mm-hmm. We don't need stem cell therapy. Sure, there are people who might take it, and that's up to them at the end of the day, but there are some people who, like myself, mm-hmm. we are comfortable with our life just the way it is. We don't need to be cured. We don't need to be treated, as I've said. And as I'm sure many people will say, it's not an illness, it's not a disease, it's not something that needs to be treated or cured. It's just the way we are. Why try to change what is natural? We heard them loud, we heard them clear. What are their views and opinion about curing and treating autism? We heard from themselves, the young autistic generation. I'm so proud of Jasper Elise for standing out and speaking their voice and putting their opinion out. It is so important and so right to do. And now, let me introduce you to the voice of the inspiration who inspired me through this entire project of Autism Care in India and more importantly, bringing out the voice of the youth autistic generation, none other than Shreya Sharma, my daughter. Hi, mommy. Thank you for inviting me in your show. For those of you who don't know me, I am Shreya. I am 11 years old. I have autism. I love going to my school, meet with my teachers and friends and learn new things and play football and and also enjoy swimming i sincerely thank you everyone for listening to this podcast i hope it reaches out to everyone and we all have one motive autism acceptance